Well, somebody say, I am not what the devil says I am, but I am what God says I am. And today I'm stepping in to my end time destiny. Mark Masson, I can hear Brother Cirillo speaking that prophetic word over and over and over again. Discovering your ministry is all about us understanding who God says we are and who God says He is. He said it over and over and over again. And each time he started asking us to declare uh, that sentence, I was so happy. And everywhere I go, I ask the people to declare it because I there is it. the life of God <laughs> within that sentence. I'm gonna step into my end time destiny because I am not what the devil says I am. Amen. I am what the book says I am. Amen. And I love it. In today's message, Brother Srolo even says to say, I'm not what my friends say I am. You know, sometimes we can have friends that are well-meaning. Job had friends, but Job was not what his friends said he was. We said in the opening session, God sees something greater in you. God sees something greater for you than you see for yourself. And today, I want you to know, we are going into a vintage Morris Cirillo Discover Your Ministry session. I want you just to open your spirit wide. We're gonna go right in to the service today. I believe that there is an impartation. There is a voice within the voice of the prophet of God that's gonna speak to dry bones in your life, that's going to speak to discouragement, that's going to speak to that voice that tries to tell you that you are not what God says you are. We know that's not the voice of God, any voice that pushes you away from your dream, that pushes you away from God's destiny for your life, that is not the voice of God. So if you're ready to receive the prophetic voice of the servant of God, if you're ready to hear, thus saith the Lord, I want you to join me today, day four, as we welcome once again, God's servant, Dr. Morris Cirillo. One of the prophecies that God gave to Brother Cirillo, strange words, but God has his own language. He has his own ways of communicating and speaking and talking. He said to me, when you stand before my people in this school of ministry, I wonder here this morning, is there anybody here that belongs to God? then you're his people. He said, tell my people 
that the doors to the windows of heaven are opening stronger now than ever before. If I understand God, what he is telling us, that our access to him will be greater now in these last days because of the destiny that God has for us as his people. Oh, Sandalaba, Sakababana, somebody put your hand up and speak in other tongues. And while your hands are raised, say this with me this morning. I see myself. Because God has given me a miracle. Spiritual eyesight. I can see myself. Not as the world sees me. Not as my friends see me. But as God sees me. And today is my day to step into my destiny. Hallelujah. In that meeting in Porto Alegre, Brazil, I almost died. 1962, you can just go back and do the arithmetic and see how young Morris was. I stood on the platform halfway into the crusade. In those days, when I was starting these crusades, I would stay for sometimes three and four weeks in a location. In the middle of the crusade, I fell over as one dead. Got into my car, got back to the hotel. I asked God, I said, am I going to die? Somebody say destiny. Destiny is a pre, oh, let me have my Bible a moment. It's a predetermined course. Thank you. Don't go too far. Thank you. Somebody say predetermined course. You say to me, do you believe in predestination? Of course, I believe in predestination. 
I don't serve a dumb God. I serve a God that knows the end from the beginning. Oh, come on. Romans 8, 27. Are you listening? He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. I'm going to slip along here. 28th verse. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Anybody here belong to God? Well, when will you ever get to the place where you stop questioning what happens to you in your life if you are totally committed and submitted to God nothing happens to you by accident I didn't collapse by accident 30 years of age a young man For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he justified, and whom, anybody taking this trip? and whom he justified, them he glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? It was there that the school of ministry was birthed because lying on a pool of sweat in that hotel room, God came, he spoke into my spirit, and then he spoke to me in an audible voice. He showed me all truth was parallel, and then he showed me something else. He showed me that the great breakthroughs in technology, and do you know, we have made more discoveries in the past 50 years than in all of history put together? Anybody read your Bible? What does Daniel say? He says in the last, don't you think for one moment the devil's a liar. Don't you think that this reaching the world is a hopeless situation? That's a lie from the pit of hell. Things are going to move so fast and they're going to move with such intensity and there's going to be such an overnight wave of the power of God that is going to sweep his people. You're going to rise up like an army.
if the world is making these incredible discoveries, computers, internet, my space, your space. <laughs> Do you think God is going to look down at Google? and say, go ahead and take the world? You think he's gonna do that, brother? Oh no, he's got something that is going to outdo Google, Microsoft, Dale. Just get ready, brother. You are heading for your spiritual destiny. You see, because 12 men never reach the world. Don't fool yourself. Twelve apostles, I don't care how chosen they were, they never reached the whole world. There's a little scripture in the Bible, in Ephesians, fourth chapter. It says, God hath said in the church, what? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers? Why? So that they should wrap themselves in. <laughs> collars. Gold crosses. Nice, beautiful rings for you to kiss. Oh no, God had put those offices in the church with anointed function. And that function was to train the believer. Not only to just train the believer. You're not supposed to go to church and just keep drinking it in. Now, you know what I'm talking about. This week, it's on this topic. Next week, it's on another. And we're teaching you this. We're teaching you that. Some of you people have been taught so much, you're stuffed. It takes the most eloquent elocutionist to even impact you because you heard so much. Church was not supposed to be the place where you come in and out, in and out on Sunday, pay your tithes, listen to the choir. Pastor preaches a good sermon. Oh, it's so wonderful. Yeah. Who just lifted my spirit? <laughs> Pastor, you didn't know how down I was before I came today. Yes, and you were down the week before and the week before that and I lifted you then and I'll lift you again and next week I'll lift you some more. Yeah. Most of our church, excuse me, I, I, I'm in trouble. I, I'm sorry, I can't help. They're hospitals for the church. 
God never intended for ministry to all surround around the pulpit. Never intended that. In, in fact, I don't even think, God, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I was going to say, maybe God never even intended for us to have pulpits. They sure didn't have them 2,000 years ago, and they didn't have temples, and they didn't have buildings. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with building churches or building temples. Help yourself. But I'm going to tell you something. Why God brought you here to this school? There's such an anointing flowing all over this place. It's so thick. You could take all the churches in the world. Now listen to me. I love you. You're, you're slow, but I'll wait on you. <laughs> but I love you anyhow. <laughs> you could take all the churches. Now listen that exist in the world today. I said everyone, Catholic, Protestant, Orthodox. And I'm not saying in America, I'm saying in the world, Sri Lanka, Africa, India, the Middle East, take them all, fill them, take the pews out, and then fill them with people standing chest to chest, you will not get 2% of the world's population inside those churches. Do you mind telling this little prophet how we are ever going to reach the world We won't do it. Don't get angry with me. I love you. You need to be fed. You need it. Because some of you don't know how to feed yourself. Ah, oh, you didn't hear me. Yes, sir. That statement alone was worth your coming to the conference. To the school. reach the world from within inside the church. Oh dear Lord, I gotta get off of this. There isn't a city in the world. Now you think about this. When 2,000 years ago, without airplanes, without automobiles, 
without radio, without television, a group called the Baptists. Excuse me. Did you, did you say that, Greg? No. A, a group called the Episcopalian. A group called the Presbyterian. A group called the Catholics. A group called the Assemblies of God. A group, no, no, wait a minute. A group called the Church of God. Maybe the early church understood that what they were a part of, which was going to give to them divine enablement to shake a world, to reach a world, and more than that, to prove to the world that this person called Jesus was not just a man, but that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made, and that Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory. And that word was persecuted. That word was beaten. That word was tried. That word was imprisoned. That word was hung on a cross. That word had the nails driven into his hand. That word took stripes in his back. That word took into his brow the most incredible thorns. That word was buried in a grave, but his name was not Mohammed. He was not one like someone else because in those days there were many who claimed to be messiahs, many who did miracles, many who even died on crosses because between his right hand and left hand there were victims on the cross. The cross was not that which was the most important thing. They buried him in a grave. I said they buried him in a grave. I said they buried him in a grave. But something happened. His heavenly father, God, the true God, the living God, the only God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of Elijah, the God of Elisha, the God of Daniel, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That God did not live. 
with you. here today are feeling and sensing an awesome warm all over your being. You see, all truth is parallel. It is true. The terrorists strap bombs to themselves. But we're making a journey. I'm going to stop in just a few moments. We're making a journey to discover what you have to have strapped to yourself. It's not enough to train. We can have the greatest training session in the world right here. But if Mars, if the Holy Spirit, 
does not equip. You'll never move from the point of blessing. Never. But once you get the equipment, once you get equipped, Ephesians says that the job of the ministry and the ministers is to train and to equip the body of Christ. Why? Read it, the next line, so that they might do the work of ministry. You're a full-time minister. You are not a doctor. You are not a Oh, you may be a doctor, but you're not a doctor first. You're not a lawyer first. You're not a housewife first. First, you're a full-time minister. You say, but Brother Sula, I, I never went to Bible school. Maybe that's a good thing. I never went to theological seminaries. Aren't you proud of me? I didn't say cemetery. <laughs> if I had said cemetery, I'd got it. But maybe it's a good thing. You see, we, we get hung up on the systems of the world. Now, I'm not telling you to major in ignorance. Of course not. But study. Pull that Bible up. Study. Did you know that you have access to the greatest teacher in the world? God promises through the word that the Holy Spirit will be your teacher and that you don't need anything else or anybody else. Now, I'm in trouble again, but I'm sorry I can't help it. We've got to get a little radical here. I said, we got to get a little radical. We got to get a little extreme. I'll tell you, the intelligentsia have had it their way too long. And they are not getting the job done. The theologians aren't getting the job done. All the education in all the theological Bible schools of the world are not getting the job done. Why? Because they're only training and nobody is putting the equipment in their hands. Oh my God. My God, my God, my God. 
Yes, you're going to get struck with something before you leave this school of ministry. You will blow up the enemy's camp. Well, if you were blessed, if you feel what Mark and I feel in this Legacy Pavilion Theater, I just want you to shout, thank you, Jesus. What a word of encouragement. Mark, I love Morris Cirillo. He never tries to draw people to himself. I love what he said today. He said that you have access to the greatest teacher in all the world. And then I love it. He had me hold up my Bible. He said, you have access to the Word of God and you have access to the Holy Spirit. And Brother Srillo opened that word to us today. Amen. In the way that he showed us that we serve God of plan. Mm. We serve a God of purpose. We serve a God of destiny. Mm. And I want to tell you, people of God, some people might struggle to know if they are in the will of God mm. by discovering your ministry. You are looking, what is my... I want to tell you, not only, and open your spirit wide, not only you are in the will of God, but I want to tell you, you are the wow. will of God. Wow. And God has not planned any defeat for you. And what do we discover? We discovered that we are a full-time minister Amen. in the harvest, in the end-time harvest of God. And you might discover that maybe you are not an apostle, maybe you are not a prophet, maybe you are not a pastor, but you are a full-time minister. And I can tell you, provision is ready in heaven mm. to flow through your hands, to flow through your mouth, to flow through your life, to show to the world that the God you serve is alive and well today. You know, Mark, that is exactly what Brother Srillo was saying. I want to just remind us right now this incredible prophetic word that Brother Srillo opened this message up with. I wrote it down. It said this, this is what the word of the Lord was to Brother Cirillo. The windows of heaven are opening stronger now than ever before. And he continued, God is telling us that his access, excuse me, God is telling us that our access to him will be greater now in these last days because of the destiny that God has for his people. I have been experiencing that. I have to tell you every day that I open the word of God, I'm having an encounter with God. Every day that I open my mouth and just lift my hands in his presence, I'm hearing him say, Greg, I'm with you. Don't be afraid meditate in my word. I'm going to open doors that no man can close. And Mark, I love how Brother Srillo pointed us again to the greatest teacher. He says, look, you have access to the greatest teacher in all the world. The word of God, the 
Spirit of God. Mark, I know you've got something there. I have something, uh, if I find it quickly in, in English. I was reading in the Word of God. It's in the book of Acts, verse 14. And uh, it says that God granted them. Mm. God granted you to perform miracles, mm. signs, and wonder. Do you know why? Because God, the Bible says in the book of Acts, wanted to witness himself uh, to his own word. Amen. Amen. So whatever we do, Amen. We, as you say, we take the word. Yes. And we declare the word. Yes. And God will grant it unto you. Hallelujah. to perform miracles because God himself want to witness, give witness to his own word. Amen and amen. Listen, I want to tell you something. God wants us to engage him. God wants us not just to look at him as a magician, to look at him as just a sugar daddy God, but he is a father that wants us to engage him. I was just reading, just when you began to share the scripture that I was reading just the other morning, when the first miracle that Jesus ever did was in the wedding at Cana. And I love it, they came to Mary and they said, we've got a problem. We have no more wine. Would you talk to your son? And Mary came to Jesus, Mark, I love this. And Jesus said to Mary, he said, mother, this is not my problem. And I love what Mary did. Mary didn't go back to these servers and say, well, I'm sorry, Jesus said this is not his problem. What she said was so wonderful. She said, whatever he says, do it. And you see, that is the key. That was the beginning of a problem that wasn't the problem of Jesus becoming a miracle that Jesus would release and take it as his problem. And so these servants looked at Jesus for an instruction. And Jesus gave them an instruction. You know what he did. He told them, go get those big water pots, put water in them. They're 20, 30 gallons. I mean, these were not light little things. And so these servants, they had something they needed to do. But now they were engaged in their miracle. They were engaged in receiving an instruction from Jesus and obeying that instruction. And then when they brought those water pots, they say they probably weighed about 150 pounds each, brought six of them. And then Jesus said, all right, now you pour out. And all of a sudden they poured out and there was this wine. I mean, they were just concerned it was the end of the wedding. They were running out of wine. Would Jesus just do a little something for us to help us get over? My calculation is that from these six water pots, they had about six or 700 bottles of wine. They brought to the master of ceremonies and he said, this is the best wine I've ever tasted. Normally you would save the worst for the end. I want you to know something that God wants us to engage him. He wants us to find out what is his instruction for us. And that's what this school of ministry is all about. And, and Greg, and the key word, it's they obey. 
They obeyed. That's the key word. They obeyed, but you know what they first had to do? They had to find out what is the instruction I need to obey. And you see, that's what this is all about, knowing God's will for your life. We're gonna do something. The Lord gave us an instruction. And those of you that will take advantage of this, I believe it will be a tremendous blessing to you. We have taken Dr. Cirillo's prayer Bible. These are his prayer secrets from over seven decades of ministry. He said today in the message, he said that you have access to the greatest teacher in all the world, the Word of God and the Spirit of God. These are the things that the Holy Spirit released through the life of Brother Cirillo concerning the ministry of prayer. This is normally a $120 value. And we have asked our team to do this. They've done it. For the next few days, you can get this Bible shipped to you for $39.95. We just want to sow into your ministry. We want to sow into your destiny. This is an incredible tool that will help you to discover your ministry. This is the tool that will help you discover what is the command that God is giving me that when I obey it, it will open the windows of heaven over my life. So Father, we thank you today. Lord, I thank you for Mark and for his precious spirit. Lord, I thank you for our viewers today. Lord, and how hungry they are. Lord, they're praying, let your kingdom come, your will be done in my life. Lord, we bless the ministry of Morris Cirillo. We bless legacy today. Lord, we bless the leaders here today. And Lord, we thank you that you would use this place to build yourself a mighty army of men and women that are discovering the answer to the question, what must I do? that I might work the works of God. Father, we thank you today for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And everybody said, amen and amen. Mark, we just have a few more days, day five, day six. Listen, don't miss a single day. Day seven is gonna be the closing anointing service. We love you so much today. I wanna remind you, the words that Brother Srillo reminded us so many times, you are a very important part of God's end time plan. God hasn't given up on you. God hasn't changed his mind concerning you. The Bible says his gifts and his calling are without repentance. And God has not planned any defeats for you, only victory in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time, live from Legacy.